Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, we're going to try to settle the argument amongst hip hop fans. It's been a long standing argument about which two classic albums were better. There's a long standing debate amongst hip hop fans and fans of this iconic group, A Tribe Called Quest, about their second and third album, Low End Theory versus Midnight Marauders. And we're going to lay out the format and chop it up. I got the homie Eclectic coming through. And when it's all said and done, we want to hear back from you. Which one do you think is better? So sit back, relax. We'll drop the theme music and we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. As I mentioned at the top, we're talking about two phenomenal albums and we're going to try to figure out, simply put, which one was better. Low End Theory or Midnight Marauders, both from A Tribe Called Quest. Now, you know, anytime I talk hip hop, I love to talk hip hop on this podcast uh, but you know, more often than not, if I can, man, I, I try to bring the experts in. I try to bring people in that, you know, know what the hell they're talking about. And <laughs> my guest, man, is no stranger to the, to the podcast. He's been on here so many times, man. He needs no introduction. So I will give him absolutely none. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your friend in mind, Mr. E collected. E what up, baby? Yeah. Straight from London Boulevard. What's up? Uh, <laughs> It's good to be back on the show. Uh, for everyone who's listening, um, you're welcome. I know that you've listened to a whole bunch of episodes without me up on them. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. Unsubscribe, unsubscribe. <laughs> but nah, I'm back. I'm I'm back on. I'm back in the studio. So so uh, rejoice, man. Well, we got to do some uh, trap. Yeah, welcome back. The last time you came in here, man, you left some Doritos in the trash can. But we're not gonna have that. There's a sure. fine for leaving stuff in the trash can. I only eat spicy nacho. You can't give me the regular spicy joint. Spicy nacho is the nastiest. Spicy nacho is the greatest. So I guess you don't eat Cool Ranch. I will never Are eat you Cool crazy? Ranch. It is disgusting. Cool I wouldn't eat anything best. that's disgusting. Well, you're, you're a weirdo. See, as, as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, we, you, you already know our background. You know we never agree on anything. Um, it's he, rap snacks. <laughs> but he's rap back snacks. in the studio. Uh, he's got on some fresh Air Jordans, so that's cool. Mm. Um but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk it up, man. We're gonna chop it up about uh, low end theory versus midnight marauder. So now, low end theory was a tribe called Quest's second album. Um, midnight Marauder, midnight marauders was their third album. So and final. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so their first album, People's Instinctive. Um, that was the first time that most of us heard Tribe, and I, I know that's the first time that you heard them. So what was your first memories of hearing A Tribe Called Quest? <sighs> well, I guess that is my first time hearing it. I heard Q-Tip way before. Really? Where, where'd you hear him at? Um, I heard Q-Tip on promo number one. Um, that was a, a, a B-side 
uh, Jungle Brothers joint. Okay, okay. And then, um, and then, shit, promo number two was the on the single of... Um, I want to say it's the B-side of the Casingo, Jungle Brothers, JB's coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you said. It's promo number one, Q-Tip had a fade. Kill promo number two, Q-Tip rocks braids. Yeah, it's, um, so, yeah, that was before, you know, uh, because uh, Jungle Brothers is who named them in Tribe Co Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, anyway. Um, the So, the first time I heard them on uh, People's Distinctive, I think the first... The first thing that I heard them as a group was um, El Segundo. Okay. And I thought that it was a interesting <laughs> song. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, I, I mean, I, listen, um, I'm an analytical thinker. I like the uh, stick fingers doing the running man. Yes. Um, but the song itself was dumb and but i liked it i grooved to it because back then you just listen to something because you i mean it's like look this is new mm-hmm. um and they seemed cool they seemed it was, it was a group it was boys hanging out kicking it but and listening to the song I'm like so so you're in brooklyn and mother alicia 74 dodge dart and you drive to california it's a gun dope on one tank of gas. <laughs> Forget your wallet and then drive back to California. Stop it. But, you know, that was just me thinking of being an asshole. Um, but I uh, left my wallet in Nail Segundo and then um, I heard Benita Applebaum. Mm, yes. And then I heard my favorite. Okay, second favorite because of the name. My second favorite Trial Coquette song, the Benita Applebaum remix. Yes, yes. Um, at a house party. Um, at a house party that I wasn't invited to. Oh, shit. That's, that's a, that's a, <laughs> you crashed the party? Wow. That's a whole different story. Shouts to Fianna. Um, oh. And then um, Can I Kick It, the first time I heard that was on... MTV Unplugged mm. when they, they performed it they were on there, it was Tribe Code Quest LL MC Light and De La Soul I want to say and they all performed songs live and they did wow. Can I Kick It Wow, wow, wow yes. <clears throat> That's impressive man, so suffice to say you go way back with Tribe Code Quest um, so I'm a native tongue. Uh, I'm a big native tongue oh, fan. No question. Se- second greatest collective in hip hop history. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so even back then, man, b- b- before we got to this album, just I mean, you you basically ran down uh, the first album, People's Instinct. Um, what did you think of them as a group, as a hip hop group? I thought um, I thought they were dope, and see the reason why I thought they were dope is because I'm a huge De La Soul fan. Okay. And so they were down with De La Soul. And so guys, you got to understand that this is back in the, excuse me, read the liner notes uh, era where you would actually read the shout outs to see who was cool with who. No doubt. Hell yeah. Yeah. And so, and so back then, you know, you get a, um, you get a De La Soul, De La Soul is dead. Um, Three Feet High Rising came out before everybody, but you know, um, you would get the the Jungle Brothers joints and the De La Soul is dead, and you would hear them, you know. Um, and so I thought they were dope. I thought they were using samples that nobody else used, and they 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 were having fun. Um, and that was one of the more important things back then, because you know, if you're young and you're listening to hip hop, everything can't be shoot somebody in the face, because this is this is 1990, <laughs> right? You right. So you you gotta understand that um, in 1990, the landscape mm, of, speak of on it. Uh, the landscape of hip hop um, was different. So so imagine. Um, you had 
Yeah, Cube. You had you so so and uh, you had above the law living like hustlers came out and you had King T. You had a lot of because uh, uh, Q what did kill at will. Yep. And ninety uh, above the law did living like hustlers in ninety. Public Enemy dropped Fear for Black Planet. Um, Q also did America because um, let the rhythm hit him came out. Ah yes. Um, yes. Um, Mama said came out. Uh, we, we won't mention Taste of Chocolate, but <laughs> uh, Harris made The Devil Made Me Do It. That came out of 90. And so, oh, and shout out to uh, uh, Taylor J. Hoodlum. So you got all this conscious stuff and this 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 type of thing. And um, A Tribe Called Quest was also that. But they would flip it where you would also hear ham and eggs. Mm-hmm. And so, so you could actually have some fun, and 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 they flipped um when they did Benita Applebaum, you know, because all the things that I was naming outside of Mama said you wasn't gonna get no, hey love, <laughs> no love type of song. It was it was overthrow the president and kill all the people, right? You know, or you just be be one with your blackness. So so you got different types of things. You got the 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 footprints and the luck of Lucy in, but you got. El Segundo, which is just a fun record. You got Benita Applebaum, which is just a fun record. Can I Kick It? Mm -hmm. Fun record. Ham and Eggs, fun record. Mr. Muhammad. You know, so Mm -hmm. so so the landscape kind of needed some some levity. Some levity um, in in itself. So it it was that made it dope. But you had to be in a certain Lane, you had to be in a certain mind state. You had to look for a certain type of, or appreciate or receive a certain type of hip hop to even know that that existed. Outside of most people, when you watch El Segundo, you're like, ah, these guys are dressed weird. I'm not watching this. I don't even care about this. And what the hell is El Segundo? <laughs> um, and then. And then Benita Applebaum comes on. You're like, okay, it's some crunchy dudes. They don't, they, they dress up weird. It's like, it's, it's a cool groove. Okay, I mean, I guess. And then can I kick you? Like, ain't those the weird dudes from the El Segundo video? I mean, I guess this is okay. The reason why I say this is because the majority of even people, but even half decent hip hop fans, when Low End Theory came out, every, they thought that was their first album. Mm, yes. This is a true. lot of people were not checking for people's extinctive. You had to be in a certain wave to even understand or get it. And by, by get it, I mean purchase, obtain it. Not, again, understand what I just said came out. <laughs> there was no reason for you to go get a trial called Quest when uh, Salt and Pepper come out. Digital Underground's first album. Public Enemy's favorite Black Planet. Um, X Clan came out. Eric B and Ron Kim. B- BDP made Edutainment that year. Uh, Dead or Alive by Coogee Rap came out that year. Short Dogs in the House came. Why would you go buy El Segundo? <laughs> right, right. There's no reason to go purchase that. So, so far nobody left. So, so nobody did. And so. Um, on the strength of can I kick people was like whatever I mean businesses EPMD came out that year 100 miles of running the whole NWA versus Ice Cube beef was going on we're not listening for fucking <laughs> Mr. Muhammad so that's why when they came out with you know back in the days on the boulevard of London people was like who are these dudes right. because because in 1991 it was it was a little easier mm-hmm. um, for for people for people that's listening, and I don't know I'm talking a lot, but no 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 you 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 are you are right on point. In 1991, you had quick as the name, uh, Biz Market. I need a haircut. <laughs> Jesse Jeff and the Fresh Friends made home base. Yes. Had summertime on it, but that yep. was it. That was it. Uh, uh, Big Daddy came with Prince of Darkness. Death certificate came out. I yes, mean, death certificate. I mean, now Daylight made um, um, Daylight's Dead, but it wasn't. It wasn't a lot of heavy hitters that you needed to check for. In 1990, you went broke. 
If, if tapes was ten dollars, it was about a hundred, hundred twenty dollars. If you if you bought all the shit that you supposed to mm-hmm. at nineteen ninety one, buy like three albums. You good? I mean, I had a lot of shit, but most people, you know, most people weren't going to get uh, uh, Kumo D's Funky Wisdom. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't that wasn't. But more people was uh, listening to um, Forever My Lady than. You know, a lot of the hip hop that came out in 1991. True indeed. True indeed. Um, now, and that everything that you just said really speaks to the uniqueness of Tribe and, and you know, some of the things that made Tribe such a special uh, and unique group. Um, before I ask the question, the previous question, you, you, <laughs> you mentioned Tribe's discography. So before we get on... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, according to this, it's a great here, trilogy. It's a great trilogy. <laughs> according to him, yeah. a Tribe Called Quest only has three albums that he actually acknowledges. Um, uh, we know that they have more, but I, why do you? For for those who aren't hip to your take on this, um, kick the ballistics, man. Why do you think Tribe only has three albums that you recognize? Okay. Um, well, I mean, this is. This is kind of it's kind of a, I mean it's your show is kind of a weird question um because I mean it's kind of obvious um do me a favor mm-hmm. name the members of a tribe called quest Q-Tip mm-hmm. Fife mm-hmm. Jerobi mm-hmm. Ali, Ali Shahid Muhammad mm-hmm. <laughs> oh okay so that's why I listen to like tribe called quest I'm a big fan and so, um, at some point after Midnight Marauders was released, you know, and everybody loved it and received it, I had heard that a tribe called Quest was making a new album, and um, it was supposed to be called um, Beats Rhymes of Life. I guess it's a rumor. I don't know. I mean, because you know, uh, this was this was back. I mean, internet wasn't popping. Internet wasn't a thing. No, it wasn't. So, it was not here. So yeah, it, it was. I I don't know. You know, hearsay. How you hear things? And um, it was a song. It was a couple of songs I heard. I guess they you know leaked them from the studio or something because they never put this album out. <laughs> and the the group it was four people, like you named. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the same four people. Yeah, and so it was this guy, Consequence, Q-Tip's cousin, who was on these songs. Like Which a, a lot, lot of people these... didn't know, by the way. Yeah, you know, ne- hashtag nepotism. But so it was a lot of um, uh, these leaked singles that came out that had this guy all over them. And so, I, as far as I understood, you know. Um, Trico, of course. What well, didn't exist? It, was, it wasn't a lot of fife. Nah, wasn't a lot of fife. Wasn't a lot of fife. Um, and um, it was Q-Tip and this other guy. They were like the uh, new duo. And but, so, yeah, like well, a new like, tag team or something. Yeah, uh, back again. Um, and so, <laughs> with a couple of um, uh, guest guest verses, I guess they um, that fife recorded um, before he did his ventilation solo. Okay. Okay. Yes. So yeah, but so, I don't know it. So he doesn't acknowledge the other albums. So we'll <laughs> we'll just move on. Um, so I, I got you on the podcast, obviously, because you're a huge tribe tribe fan, just like I am. Mm. Um, Low end theory versus Midnight Marauders. Now this is something that is constantly, uh, you know, debated uh, among folks on social media. Um, you all know, in case you really don't know this guy here he is the reason the the driving force behind the internet phenomenon one gotta go hashtag one gotta go follow it at one gotta go on twitter the number one um if you see anything else on twitter facebook instagram saying one gotta go and his name isn't attached to it yeah they bite they're biting. Yeah. And it's a sign on, on the door that says it's not allowed. <laughs> no biting allowed. <laughs> and they keep walking past the sign, man. They keep walking past the sign. Um, but anytime, you know, he tweets this out or, and, and it involves this album and you, you get to, you get to talking about low end or midnight marauders, 
there's always a debate. So I was like, you know, who better than to have my man Eclectic on here to talk low end versus Midnight Marauders? Mm-hmm. So let's take it to low end theory first. Um, that particular album, what are some of your favorite tracks? And tell me why the, the tracks that you pick, why they're your favorite tracks? Oh, man, that's easy. Um, favorite tracks um, versus from the abstract. Okay. Um, Vinny and Mojita. She, she, the singing, the 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 beat, the track. I love, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of my favorite songs on there, and I kind of hated that it was a solo, because I wanted to hear Fife on that track, but I don't know if you would even been able to kill it like you were supposed to. Um, I liked. Um, Check the Rhyme. Everybody likes Check the Rhyme. Check the Rhyme might be the greatest Tribe Called Quest song of all time. I disagree, but... It could be. But but you can make a case for it, yeah. It could be. It could be. I mean... Just a grand... It might not be your favorite, but it might be the greatest. (laughs) You know, it's the difference between favorite and greatest. But, um... Um... Bugging Out. Mm. Bugging Out. And... And... If it wasn't for the brief snippet of bugging out on the video mm-hmm. of jazz, I might not have appreciated it as much when I got, actually got the album. Okay. But after the the little piece at the end of uh, jazz, I was like, "Yo, this is dope." And um, the thing about the thing about Low End Theory is it gave us maximum fife. Um, he was kind of, they kind of played him, not they, Q-Tip played him <laughs> on People's Instinctive. And then we, no one learned and he eventually got played again. But um, it got played, but we got, we got, we got Maximum Fife. Um, everyone likes, you gotta love Butter. Right. Um, and, and Q-Tip was supposed, had a verse for Butter. Because um, that's the Fife solo. But um, Fife was like, nah. <laughs> he was like, nah. I don't blame him. Can you this blame is, him? <laughs> this is be my song. And so Q-Tip just did the, the hook. <laughs> not no parquet, not no margarine. Strictly, uh, butter, strictly butter. Yeah, so, I mean, those those are my favorites. Um, um, when, it fir- when it first came out, I was, <laughs> I was a big fan of what? Really? I was a big fan of what okay. when it first came out. It did not age well, even in that year. But yeah. I was a big fan. Of, I don't know why, but I did. I did like what. I, you know, I could I could see why it, it was. It was definitely different. Yeah. Um, a little short joint. Let me see my favorite joints on here. It's like you said. Check the rhyme is the obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but much like you, man, versus from the abstract. Uh, Vinio Mojica, who, by the way, I did not know all of these years, and I, I don't know why I just did this. Like last year, I finally found out what she looked like. I had no clue what she looked like. How do you mean? What do you mean? I, She's in the. I mean, like she sings on uh, Roller Skating Jam Saturday. She's right. in the video, and she's in the video. But like, I just, you know how like you see something. Well, I guess we have to go back. Like seeing that video, you know people in the video, but you don't really like. I, I guess I never put like two and two together, okay. and um, so I just really found out like who, she, how she looked the other uh, like maybe about a year or so ago. I just happened to yeah. was listening to the song and I googled the picture, and she's uh, she real cute, real cute. Yeah, right, she is. Uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, Ron Carter's on the bass uh, verses from the abstract. Um, what else, man? Uh, butter. Um, so yeah, I would go tribe. Butter and I'm sorry, not tribe. Check the rhyme. Butter and uh, verses from the abstract. Uh, all three of those are probably my favorite songs. Um, this album, man, really, and, and like you said, Fife. Real, we got maximum Fife, and and I agree with you on that part because I remember hearing, um, you know, People's Instinctive, and Fife was on it, but I don't really even if you go back and listen to People's Instinctive, and it's a dope ass album. Um, and like you said, e, a lot of people didn't catch that album really until Low End blew up. Um, mm-hmm. And so you go back and, and if you get a chance after you listen to this podcast, 
listen to people's instinctive and listen to how Fife is rhyming, and then you come back and fast forward to low end. I mean, he just really, I mean, it's almost like it's two, it's two different MCs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really, really let him loose. And, um, you know, like you said, he came out on Bugging Out. That was a joint. You know, when he first jumped on Bugging Out, the first verse that he dropped on Bugging Out, I was like, yo, who is this? <laughs> because yeah, he, he was immediately better than Q-Tip. As soon as, <laughs> exactly. as soon as I was like, all right, he's the best rapper in this group. Exactly. Hands down. So, um, but yeah, those were my tracks, man. And it just, this whole album, I thought was just so, so dope to me. Um, now, conversely, are there any tracks on Low End Theory that you don't like? Uh, if oh. so, tell me why. Yeah, man. Um, I hate the infamous date rape. <laughs> I cannot stand. Now, when it came out. Okay, that was going to be my next question. When it came out, I was like, okay. I mean, even then, I was still like, fuck, I want to get to check the rhyme, so I guess I'll listen. You know, but um, I was know, just and like... you know why you said that, right? Mm. Because we had tapes. <laughs> you couldn't... Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I thought that go what, what I was saying, yeah. Well, no, no, it's, I mean, you and I understand that, but I want I want the listeners to understand. Yeah, it wasn't skipping. Yeah, this no, it wasn't skips. You had to listen to the whole tape. Yeah, also... It wasn't a compact disc nope. either. Nope. It, was, it was straight cassette. Straight cassette. And so, um, and so even then, I was just like, eh. um, everything is fair. I could do without ever hearing everything is fair. Um, is it just the hook or just the rhymes? The, the hook did not help. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I, uh, I agree. Um, uh, Sky Pager and what? Sky Pager was okay. Like I said, what? When it first came out, I was down. But then I was just like, what? Is a, like, shut up. Um, like the whole second half, after Check the Rhyme, Jazz was Jazz is a great album. Jazz, mm-hmm. but it had a lot of uh, <laughs> it was guilty by association sometimes. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm gonna just listen to the first half of the tape, man, and be alright. Some, sometimes, but um infamous date rape everything is fair um um i didn't really care for show business really um vibes and stuff i mean yeah it was a lot of songs that i wouldn't say were whack i say date rape and everything friends whack but it's a lot of songs that i didn't need to hear that many times okay a lot of them makes sense makes sense um you know i, I hate to say this man but we're we're actually agreeing <laughs> um uh, i want to say this before you, go ahead, before go ahead. you because go you like to you like to go on your show and you like to go on my show and you always say this hey you know me and him never agree and and we're always on opposite ends blah 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 and then every now and then say some stuff and you're like hey I agree with you what I want people that's listening to understand is I'm always I don't want to say right but <laughs> what I do I'm not saying I'm always right because I'm wrong about some shit I just I used to like what I mean come on but what I say always has some factual background meat behind it has something behind it and when he agrees with me then it's valid but when he doesn't agree i'm just some crazy guy it's 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 it's, it's just a weird dynamic that this guy likes to portray all i can say is for those of you who've been rocking with us for the longest y'all y'all know what it is when, when you when you get the email or the tweet or whatever saying such and such podcast co-hosted by tweet rhymes life or eclectic you already know what it is so it's it's gonna be some some filibustering over here. So you know I, I let it, I let him I let him cook. I let him cook. You're a man of the people. You don't challenge anything. It's it's okay. Uh, it's okay. To be a man of man of the people. Well, I'm definitely you, a man of the people. Yeah, you say what the people like. I say what the people need to hear. <laughs> no, so, tell, all right, so I go tell ahead. What they need to hear. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree, man. Um, uh, infamous date rape. Ugh. 
it just I mean the the title alone you know is not politically correct uh in the 20 teens um it, it was it's okay like you said it the back half of and and again this is no knock on the album because I still love this album but we talked about it on previous podcasts that you can have albums songs that you don't like on albums that you love and that's okay you know like and that's where I think some of the younger generation kind of gets it twisted because they might hear five songs on Kanye's album that they love and call it a classic when, you know, the other seven are shitty, <laughs> you know, but, but they're, they're holding on to the fact that he's got five dope songs. Um, no, it's okay to not like a song or, or don't like song in particular as much as you like some of the others on the album. Um, so for as dope as I think this album is infamous date rape, um, that's probably the my least favorite. Uh, everything else I can listen to. Sky Pager, Sky Pager is cool. What the you know what the what probably probably when it came out I probably didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. Um, but like you said, I was really you know I kind of dealt with what just to get the scenario. <laughs> so you know so is that you know maybe if we had CDs back then when this album came out, um, maybe I might have skipped. Uh, what to get to scenario which is the last song in the album and mm-hmm. um you know keep in mind this album came out september 24th 1991 so again oh shit listen to you you're a regular almanac hey man hey i know stuff <laughs> so i don't know if cds were out if they were i couldn't afford them so i had a cassette tape um yeah see the thing is um cds out but you ain't had no cd player though exactly because exactly. the CD CD might have been very affordable. The CD, <laughs> CD player, player about two three hundred dollars, <laughs> and the CD player was like buying a a big screen TV or something, man. It was, you had to you had to take out a second mortgage, man. And I was yeah. in ninety one. I was in college. I was freshman yeah. in college. So CD might have been like ten twelve dollars. Right. Sure, right. you ain't got nothing to play it on. Nothing though. to play it on. So yeah, that that was probably my least favorite track on that album. Um, but again, still a dope album nonetheless. Um, now, conversely, Midnight Marauders. Uh, no, wait, 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 wait. Before you go to go ahead, go Midnight Marauders, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Two questions, Shoot. actually. Um, the first question is, who has, hmm, I'm going to say your favorite verse on scenario. I was going to ask you who has the best verse, but best is subjective and people like to get into the feelings about best. Yeah, you're right. So, people confuse best with favorite. Um, so, favorite, I favorite? say Fife. Fife, okay. Favorite, okay. I say Fife. Okay. Uh, favorite and best, my answer has always been Dinko D. That was going to be my next I was going to say, you can, if you said Dinko was the best or your favorite, I, I got no beef for that because Dinko yeah. killed it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my next my my question to you, and I think I heard you, I think I saw you tweet about this once. Mm-hmm. If given the opportunity, would you go scenario or scenario remix? If you could put it on this album, low end theory, would you go scenario or scenario remix, and why? Well, and the reason why I pause is because there's like five versions of scenario. <laughs> and so the put it like this. The commercial album version of scenario is my least favorite version. Okay. Okay. So so to answer your question, it would be the remix. Mm. Um my favorite is the original scenario. That's the De La Soul on it. So yes. um and um dress black sheep yes yes but um but but yeah i um my um low end theory hot take is scenario did not age as well as all of the hip hop purists and fans would like to think it did I love scenario okay so now that leads me to another question which has nothing to do with but it's just based on just something that you just said and i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure hip hop heads want to know because i'm about to ask it and i don't know for sure which mm-hmm. came first, Buddy, the Buddy remix or Scenario remix? The Buddy remix. Okay, okay, okay. I couldn't remember because 
because uh, scenario scenario is um, ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. And the buddy remakes is buddy remakes came out before De La Soul is dead, and De La Soul is dead came out in ninety one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. That's that's I got you on here, man. When I when I forget stuff like that, I need somebody right here that knows exactly what they're talking about. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, so All right. so Midnight Marauders. Um, mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite tracks on that album, and why? Ooh, Midnight Marauders. Okay. Um, I think my favorite song on there is Steve Biko. Wow, really? <laughs> well, besides, besides the obvious, right, I mean, right, right. Electric, like electric, you know, relaxation, obviously. But but outside of that, mm-hmm. that's why I said earlier, my favorite song, second favorite song, right. might be. You know, every ladies and gentlemen, I'm prefacing this by saying electric relaxation is the number one. Right. So I'm sorry. So I apologize. Okay, so, but Steve Biko, I love Steve Biko. Okay, so let me stop you on, on Electric Relaxation, uh-huh. which is my favorite song, my favorite tribe song, one of my favorite hip hop songs. Period. How does? And I've never asked you this. How mm-hmm. do you go from being John Brown, which is your real name? John Brown. Oh shit! All right. Hey, hey y'all, John Brown, <laughs> John Brown, JB, the JBs. You're, you're the original JB. Um, mm-hmm. How do you go from being John Brown to what made you decide on eclectic relaxation as a internet? Because you dev- you got this internet moniker eclectic relaxation long before there was Twitter, yeah. long before there was Facebook and everything. Yeah. Else, and you've carried that on with you. So where's the was it just because this was your favorite song? Um, how, how did you come about that? You know what? I... I cannot 100% remember the origin story, my origin story for the first movie. Um, But (laughs) but, um, what what happened was I was, um, I wanted to create a website and um, I wanted to create a website and I wanted some cool music playing. Mm Mm-hmm. When you hit the page, like how uh, MySpace used to be, mm. and I was like, but I I didn't want it to be overpowering. I didn't want it to be some you know getting fucking Onyx comes on, <laughs> or Luke, you know, just <laughs> scare you as soon as you get to the page. So I wanted something smooth, and that that electric relaxation, I'm like yeah, that's dope, that's smooth, that'd be dope, and because you know it's my favorite song, mm-hmm. and so then. At some point, I was like, "What am What am I going to name it? the website?" Okay. And I was like, "I wanted the feel, the vibe for the website. I wanted it to be, you know, somewhere you can come, kick it, just read some shit, laugh, and relax." And so I was like, "Yo, I should name it Electric." I was like, "But nah, that's stupid." And that's the songs. And then. And then people used to say that I was eclectic, spelled correctly, mm-hmm. because um, because of you know the, my take on things and how I move and how I how I live. They they would say you know you got an eclectic type. Of <laughs> yeah, instead of calling you weird, they say oh yeah that's an eclectic old yeah. fellow over there. Yeah, it's like this guy's like, hey, so what do you like? Uh, this uh, purple thing or this blue? I'm like, you know, that orange is dope. <laughs> right. Mm. Any color you want, but it'll be like blue, blue and cream. <laughs> so, 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 anyway, like a uh, long story short, I was like, yo, eclectic is like electric. That's dope. I was, I mean, you know, when you, when you hear something, you put your hands on your head and run out the building. Right. That was, I was like, yo, that's crazy dope. And so I named the website that the blog that, and then when it was time to, when I made my message board and all my other stuff, I needed a name. And I decided a long time ago, that uh, John Brown <laughs> would never be would never be on yeah, the man, internet. Anybody coming to your site, you name John Brown site. Yeah, John Brown. 
Who's named that's, Jack that's Brown? Dope. That's dope. You know, that's, that's a wide receiver for the, the Cardinals. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I thought he got cut. He might have got cut. He, he did. Now he went to another team. But anyway, but um, um, I, I, I used an, I used the first part. I used eclectic. I thought it was dope, and I thought the lowercase e was uh, was pretty fly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, it's funny. All these years, man, I never asked you though. But now, perfect, perfect timing to ask that. Okay. All right. So yeah, mine, mine too. Uh, my favorite is. Um, electric relaxation, um, like so bad that I can't even say the rear title anymore. I always <laughs> it's collector electric, electric, electric. electric. Yeah. I mean, it's what's happening at this point. Um, yeah. any other favorites on there besides that? I mean, obviously. Oh obviously no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. I'm, um, keep it rolling. Yes. Keep it rolling is incredible. Um and um shout out to Large P. Yeah. And uh God lives through. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um my favorites. Uh yeah, definitely electric relaxation. Um God lives through. Keep it uh not keep it rolling. Um Lyrics to go. Lyrics to go. Um and midnight, that's my joint. Um, the way that beat, oh my god! I, I used to play that so much in my dorm and in the car. Um, this, well, both of these albums we talked about bring back a slew of great memories. Again, because I was in college, and that was a time where you know the, the music really was a huge, 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 huge part of you know what I was doing. Um, so yeah, those those are my favorites. Um, now, conversely, any tracks on Midnight Marauders that you don't like? Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I cannot stand Suck a Nigga. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, um, I don't want to say I don't like, but I got um, tired of a award. A world okay. tour. Okay. Uh, Understandable. And um I wanna say eight main stories. Okay. Yeah. But sucking the it's just honestly, I just got tired of hearing naked. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was like, rare for that time too, to be honest. And I was like, I can't be driving around naked. I'm like, that's just <laughs> I might as well just have just, just summertime. You bumping that with your right hand on the wheel, your left hand hanging out the window, the window. a whole piece of watermelon, <laughs> fucking with some, some fried chicken on the dashboard, and some malt liquor. Yeah, and my, and my lap like a PMD. Just come on, oh, man. Um, I don't. You know, and you know, I can understand that. This this album came out November 9th, nineteen ninety three. Uh. So to be honest, at that particular time, you would hear the word nigga, but you would not hear it as much as you hear it in that particular in the in the references which is being used. So I can understand that. Um honestly, there's no songs on this album that I dislike. Um there's not even any skippable tracks for me, but I, but we're talking likes and dislikes. Um but yeah, it, it's I I can understand it. I can I can understand how I how you would be Hey, <laughs> oh man! I tell you what, we got time. Let's let's take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back on the other side, uh, what we're gonna do? We're gonna break it down. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? We're gonna break it down and make it. Each one of us are gonna make a a, a case for these albums, and what we're gonna do? Base it on. We're gonna base it on the lyricism and the flow, mm. the production. And then, like E mentioned, the longevity, how, how these albums have aged. So mm. sit tight. We'll be back in just a sec. How did this one come together? What was what was the call? What was the decision to, to do it? I woke up Sunday morning and heard we were possibly going to do this. So it just came out of nowhere. But it's a blessing either way. Cause we make fun out of any situation. We have a good time. We love performing. And you could call us and say we'll be in... Johannesburg tomorrow, we'll do it. I mean, for myself, it's um, kind of hard for me to perform.
perform sometimes because I just get wrapped up in like watching these guys. Like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of our music too. You know, just hearing the songs with the big speakers and stuff, it's kind of like a little rush. Jerobi is just an integral part. As soon as the music comes on, you know, you fall right back in and you feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the cool thing about music is that it brings you right back to the place that you were. We're blessed. We're totally blessed to be able to be in the pantheon of artists who've, who's done works that still hold, hold, you know, hold time. We're just blessed that, that, that these, you know, new artists, whether it be a Mac Miller or a Kanye or a Joey Badass or, you know, Drake or whatever will dig on Tribe, you know what I'm saying? And just like that, we are back. Once again, it's your boy, 12 Kyle, 12 mm. Kyle Podcast. Got my man Eclectic mm. in the building. Stir it up. <laughs> and we're talking low-end theory versus Midnight Marauders, both from a tribe called Quest. And we're going to try to figure out which album was better. Um, so as I mentioned before the break, uh, we got basically three categories that we're going to try to come up with a, a definitive answer and both of us will you know try to do our best to make a case for each one um so now let's go if, if we're talking about these albums um well if, hold on hold on now before you before you start before you start because y'all know this was coming right <laughs> you, you do crazy you do crazy things <laughs> I, I want i want people to when you're gonna compare these two albums mm-hmm. um they both have 14 tracks. Oh. You could go song for song. Um, um, also, when you're trying to figure out better, or when you're comparing these two albums, it really, and, I, and your criteria, your criteria is going to spell this out, but depends on what you're listening for. Mm-hmm. This is true. It, it depends on what you're listening for, what your expectations are, what your mood is, and what your brain can receive. Because depending on those factors, one could clearly be better than the other and vice versa for a different person. But anyway, go ahead. That's all I want to no, say. No, no, that's, that's, that's a very good point. Um, so now, low-end theory. <clears throat> um, the lyricism and the flow. Uh, how would you compare Low End to Midnight? Which one do you think is better? Well, okay. So when you when you compare the lyricism on the two, um, it's two different vibes. Mm. So so one the 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 Low End Theory is more of a street record. Mm-hmm. It's a street record. It's uh, it's more hippie hoppity uh than 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 Midnight Marauders. It is more closer to boom bap, even though it did introduce a lot of jazz. Sure. A, lot of jazz. a lot of jazz. Um you got a song called Jazz. So um but when you have your butter and you're bugging out and you check the rhyme, you when you got something that I'm a spit and and hit you with it. You know that's 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 hard. Um, when comparing it to Midnight Marauders, which, in my opinion, is one of the um, adult contemporary. It's more. It's a grown up album. Mm-hmm. You could put you could put this on and just you know you can put this on to clean the house and or you can put this on and enjoy a nice sip of wine. Until until suck a nigga come on, but (laughs) (laughs) gotta pull some slits when that come on. Were you stupid? (laughs) Slits about liquor (sighs) when suck a nigga come on, but before then you can have a nice Merlot. There Um, you go. That's me right there. That stuff is disgusting. But anyway, um, but the lyrics, you know. I am actually going to give the lyrical nod to Low End Theory. Okay. I think um, the Midnight Marauders is more refined and a little more subdued, but if I went, I could probably enjoy Low End Theory's acapella 
more than Midnight Marauders acapella. That's what I'll say. You 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 actually make some great points. I think it's uh, and and there's a lot of validity to what you just said. And going um, into this, I was totally prepared to pick Midnight Marauders lyrically <laughs> until I thought about it. I, I mean, one hundred right. until I thought about it. Um, and, and for those of you listening, like he, none of these questions, everything that I'm talking about, it's all on the fly. He doesn't have anything in front of him. He's just no, you know no. we, we just we we kicking it. Um, I would say. I would give Midnight Marauders the slightest of edges, and it's very difficult. And I and always, when I get into you know quote unquote debates on that, I don't really debate people on Twitter about hip hop. But uh, I know that there are some who really, really love both of these albums, just like I do. But you know, they will you know lean a little bit more towards uh, low end. Um, I think lyrically and their flow. I think for as dope as I thought Fife was on um when i first time i heard him on bugging out and you know subsequently throughout the album of low end theory i think he was that much better on midnight marauders and (laughs) and i hate to say it but subsequently that's you know one of the detractions from uh (laughs) the the third album that he does not want to Mm -hmm. excuse me the fourth album that he doesn't want to recognize beats rhymes Mm -hmm. and life but that's another story for another day um, but I think I think Fife was was that I think Q Tip's probably about on the same level. But I think Fife is a little bit better as far as his rhyme and his lyricism. I mean, bust off on your couch now. You got Siemens furniture. I mean, like stuff like his punchlines were just right there and right on time. And it's not like they weren't like that on low end. But I give them the slightest edge on Midnight Marauders. Um, but you again, name such, you name me specialist and watch a cycle with the mission. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's close. It is really, really close. Um, now, conversely, uh, the production. No, low end. No, there's no reason to come on. Who, come who on. you got? It's Midnight Marauders. There's no really. Listen, it's, there's no way. That the production on low end theory is better than the production on Midnight Marauders. You it is what? zero chance. Oh, don't tell me you're going to pick low no, end. No, no, no. I'm not going to pick it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this much the production on low end theory was so dope, man, because, like you said, it really entered. Like, I had never. I want to say, maybe I did, maybe I did. You know, your parents always, intro, at least our parents did. Your, I know mine and yours did. You know, introduce you to different types of music. And I remember, you know, Pops playing jazz around the crib. But we we played, they played more, you know, soul and R&B around the house than they did, you know, jazz. Um, but, and I remember the name Ron Carter. But I, I, to be honest, I couldn't remember hearing any of the music in my house. And, you know, when I remember, I remember, I distinctly remember playing low end theory for my dad and I was like yeah this is guy Ron Carter on the bass he was like oh yeah he's like I got it he started running off these records and all the stuff that Ron Carter played on I was like mm-hmm. okay I never heard of him and um, he's like yeah I remember I played I used to play it in the house I'm like nah dad I don't remember that but I think what it did was that album from a jazz perspective really introduced a, a, a newer generation of guys like us maybe not so much you but I know like for me introduced me to jazz that I probably would have never been introduced and they did a great job of infusing um, hip hop and jazz and um, so that part of the production I really loved mm. um, you know like you said the back half of the album the, the B side if you will since <laughs> since we had tapes <laughs> the B side production wise isn't as strong um, you know save for scenario um, as Midnight Marauders but I think you know while I love Midnight Marauders production, um, I, I don't think you can sleep on on, on low end. But but no, I'm, I'm going Midnight Marauders. But yeah, so stop filibustering. You've been you've been crazy right now. <laughs> well, Look, this this is all I'm gonna say. Go and ahead. I, I shut up and let you and let you finish. No no no, I'm done. Go ahead. As I said with the lyricism, where I could I would enjoy low end theories acapella more than I would Midnight Marauders acapella meaning no beat Mm -hmm. I would enjoy Midnight Marauders instrumentals more than Mm -hmm. I would enjoy a whole tape 
of low end theory instrumentals. That's how I look at it. So, you know, you can go on a road trip, throw on that instrumental, that Midnight Marauders instrumental, and just on a nice day and just kick it. Mm-hmm. On, you know, low end theory, you'd be like, all right. <laughs> you know, you, you know, you'd be like, okay, rap promoter, come on, you're like, really? <laughs> that's all that's how that's how i know that that's a good point man it's midnight marauders is definitely ride to music if you will um you you could definitely get the instrumentals and just kind of vibe out to it put them in the car put them in your uh in your compact disc changer and just roll out i mean with with no issues whatsoever so no I, i i definitely agree i think midnight marauders gets the slight edge um i'm thankful for the you know the jazz influence of low end but yeah i gotta give it to midnight marauders um now the third qualification that we had um longevity uh how as far as how this both of these albums have aged uh again as i mentioned you know we we both had these albums when they were cassette tapes so when we listened to them we listened to them all the way through you know, so there was no situation where you're skipping something or, or moving around or fast forward. You know, I, we didn't really touch the fast forward button back in the 90s. Um, no, not really, no. <laughs> as opposed to now. Um, so, longevity wise, which one do you think uh, has aged better? Um, easily, Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's easily. Has a lot of lot to do with the production, the um, the production on Low End Theory can be a little dated when you combine it with the subject matter. Gotcha. The on Midnight Marauders, the production gives you a safeguard whether you care about. The subject matter or the lyrics you're like ah but this is a groove mm-hmm. you know so you're like we can get down like okay I, i'm gonna tune this out and just and just sway mm-hmm. to this song so you 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 have that um as a fallback the other thing is for no um discredit to tribe called quest this album was just simply more successful so the exposure to it and you listen to this more than low end theory when, the difference here's the difference when low end theory came out we let the tape rock to the tape pop mm, yes when midnight marauders came out we did not go back to low end theory we rock midnight marauders and then when whatever else they did in their careers uh, manifested itself, we kept listening to Midnight Marauders. Mm. Um, the only time most people went back to low-end theory was to listen to Check the Rhyme and Scenario. This is true. And I will say this. Outside of electric relaxation, <laughs> Midnight Marauders doesn't have the hits right. that Low End Theory has. Right. Low End Theory will give you jazz, scenario, check the rhyme, and depending on who you are, butter and bugging out. Mm. Facts. Conversely, Midnight Marauders give you electric relaxation, maybe a war tour, and possibly, oh my God. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah, that's but impossible. I, <laughs> yeah, but I said at least four or five definite mm-hmm. on theory. The only definite on Midnight Marauders is electric relaxation. So, with that being said, you could say you would have an argument that low end theory holds up better longevity, uh, legacy wise. But in totality, since the Midnight Marauders is a better album overall. 
all and you're more likely to listen to the entire Midnight Marauders album over those four or five songs out of 14 mm-hmm. on low end theory I'm going to say Midnight Marauders okay okay but but if you go singles <laughs> low end theory crushes yeah it's funny that you mentioned that and i wonder do you think that's by design because like you said and i honestly i probably never really thought about it until you just mentioned it but like they really don't have a lot of hit records on that album meaning you know midnight marauders Mm -mm. i wonder if that was by design no, no artist will ever drop an album by design not have. <laughs> well, I mean, but you see what I'm saying? Like the it's based on what you just said. That point actually stands out because you look back and say, okay, well, damn, what was it that they were trying to accomplish? Because, like you said, you you look at low end, low end's got hits. Yes, I mean they. <laughs> They drop, we got the jazz, and then hit you with bugging out at the end of the video. You know what right. I mean? So, you know, Mid- while Midnight came out with what award tour, that was the, the first song, as which was that. which was basically more, hey, we're back, right, right. It was it was like we about to hit y'all with this. It was, hey, we're back, yeah, we're back. Our album's coming, exactly, and you know. So that's what that was. I, that's 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 a very interesting point. So for for the people who argue that Low End Theory is the better is better than Midnight Marauders, there is your keystone argument. That is what you tell people when they be like, "Nah, you bugging." Mm-hmm. When you say, "All right, let's go hit for hit mm-hmm. and shut them up right there," that so that's how you win that argument people that that is on that side of the fence um the people that are on that midnight marauder side of the fence the only thing that you got is the overall album that's your only piece of ammunition (laughs) i love it i love it oh man um yeah that that is perfect um I, i agree i think it's it's when you look at the totality of the of both albums um, I, I just I'm really at a point just as a fan where I don't <laughs> and it's funny because I did the podcast if, if you guys missed it uh, me and my homegirl shout out to Janae we did the D'Angelo podcast where we talked about uh, Voodoo and Brown Sugar and I mentioned to her like I don't listen to I, I, I can't listen to one without listening to the other and I'm the same way with this with these two albums I, I literally listen if I if I say yo I, I want to hear Midnight Marauders today then right after I finish that, I'll listen to Low End. Or I'll listen to Low End first, and I'll listen to Midnight. And um, these things these things mimic that perfectly. Mm-hmm. Brown Sugar is Low End Theory. Midnight <laughs> Marauders is Voodoo. No doubt. That's that's a great point. A great point. Um, yeah, okay. So before we get out of here, uh, quick question. Mm. Other than Electric Relaxation, If there was one song on either album that you, eclectic, aka Mm -hmm. John Brown, could rhyme, (laughs) John Brown, (laughs) could rhyme on which which song are you jumping in the booth on and you're tearing it down? Mm. Mm. Keep it rolling. Okay, I did not expect that. Keep Keep it rolling. rolling. Yeah, yeah. I I just love I just love how. See, uh, people that uh, has listened to me or followed me or whatever, I um, uh, identify and love the essence of hip-hop. And what I mean by that, because I couldn't come up with a better way to phrase it, that sit on the stoop, park bench, Mm. just rhyme, lyric just a simple cool and just like you just rapping what you made nothing that you wrote down you're just looking around observing stuff and just rapping off the top that's kind of the feel that's why i like one time for your mind on elmatic over everything and that's kind of the feel that i get on keep it rolling it's just it's just a beat and it's just it's, it almost sounds like they just started 
the beat was already going. It's like, yo, y'all got to start rapping on this. Like, oh, we was just kicking. We, all right, <laughs> let's just go. I, like I, I mean, and it's so, it's so simple. The projects, the PJs, fuck them two DJs. <laughs> which, which, when you're a hip hop fan, you hear uh, extra P say, "Fuck them two DJs." You're right. like, oh. <laughs> That, it, it, but no end in that. No, now you don't even. You're like, wait, yo, what happened? To this day, you don't know what happened. No, we don't. We we have no clue. But that man said, "Fuck up to DJs, self mission." So, and when that happens, depending on how much you've listened to hip hop at that point, you don't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But the people that do know, that's it. Was the equivalent of so there was no internet and. You know, this was back in the day, and Beyonce dropped a song. She was like, "Fucking three bitches." We're like, "Yo, <laughs> what? What? what happened?" And you just know, find out. But anyway, so yeah, I, I would go and keep it rolling. What about you? Um, man, that's a good question, man. I, I probably want to jump on verses from the abstract, man. Uh, if if I can't get on electric relaxation, verses from the abstract, man. That's I, I think I I think I got a hot six I got a hot sixteen for that one. Got a hot three and a quarter. I, <laughs> I dropped bars, baby. I dropped bars. Oh man! Before we get out of here, man, tell the people where they can find you. Tell them where they can hear the podcast at. Uh, any other actual factuals that you want to go ahead and uh, kick the ballistics on? Listen, um, this is what you need to do. I'm gonna tell you what you need to do if you if you if you enjoy the hip hop. Go on your Twitter machines at Tweet Rhymes Life. You follow that account. Um, it's going to come up Encyclopedia Hip Hop. That's me. On your uh, podcast, uh, uh, if you're doing uh, Apple Podcasts, if you're doing SoundCloud, if you're doing Stitcher Radio, uh, Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. Look that up. Um, if you if you're in the mood for some random randomness, some um, nostalgia, some 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 old school, you go on your Twitter machines and you follow Ad Eclectic. That is E C L E C T I K. And um, then go on your Twitter machines um, and follow one. Gotta go. There you go. Uh, but also and your podcast, Stitcher, iTunes. And um, SoundCloud, the Eclectic Discussion Podcast, the EDP. Mm. Um, uh, make sure you look at that, and just go on, go on the joint, go on the Twitter, and um, as 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 the kids say, chop it up. <laughs> that's what the, that's what the kids say at nineteen ninety four. Yeah. That's what's up. There it is. There it is. Well, you guys, you've been listening to the podcast, so you already know how to find me. Um, you know, just keep doing what you've been doing and, and, and subscribing and listening. And, uh, of course, you know, I'm going to keep bringing you dope content. So uh, for my man Eclectic, I'm your boy 12 Kyle. Thank you again for listening to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. 5,000. There it is. <laughs> I was waiting on that.